Why do you have a TikTok and why do you need a password? <laughs> I can why I can already see him like at church like doing TikTok. Oh, is no. that like doing the, I have like, just some TikToks with my teens. Uh we are recording by the way. I don't I don't know how to TikTok. <laughs> I do, but they're funny. I watched this one called Boston Be a Man Guy. Be a man. He's called Be a Man. He's so funny. This one he puts on there. He said, he said, um, do the I, right I, thing. I, I know we're recording. He said, he said, if your, he said, if your girlfriend sends you a, t- a long, heartfelt text, pouring out her feelings, just reply K. Oh. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> I would kill. Yeah. So that line is from Russell Peters. Be a man. Do the right thing. That is Russell Peters, 100%. Oh my, this guy is so funny. He's he, he's my hero. Anyways, you know what else is my hero? Dum, da, dum, dum, dum. This one on Caped Chronicles, episode number 79. As we talk about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. The movie came out April 4th, 2014. And we are excited to talk about this episode. I cannot do it by myself, but I have with me three other people who are trying to find out if they can actually escape an elevator. They are Fred, Andrea, and Carrie. How are you all? I'm good. I'm doing great. I got trapped in an elevator once. Did you have to fight your way out? Um, yes. Let's just go with yes. I almost got trapped in an elevator once. It was the weirdest uh, experience in my life. Ooh. I like I like elevators. They're so much fun. I, I do uh, like elevators, yes. I do, I do. Um, so I'm glad we talked about this movie. Um, I'm not going to give my rating now because my my rating is a, probably a mystery uh, as to as to what it is. Uh, but I do it's want. It's not to, a mystery. It is. You a can't mystery. go over ten. You can't. <laughs> uh, I uh, we are part of the random chatter. Uh, networks are good. Randomchatter.com for all of your wonderful, wonderful uh, podcasts needs and uh before without further ado let's get into this freaking movie here we go captain steve rogers struggles to embrace his role in the modern world he teams up with fellow avenger and shield agent black widow to battle a new threat from history an assassin known as the winter soldier bucky (laughs) so so is this a christmas movie because uh it's a winter soldier yes yes of course it is oh I mean, and we are in winter, guys, so this is a perfect movie. It is. Okay. Hey, we're almost out of winter. So Two more days. Three more days? Two more days. Two more days. Wow. All right. So when it comes to the box office, the distributor was Marvel Studios. The runtime was two hours and 16 minutes. It was rated PG-13. The release date was April 4th, 2014. The budget was $170 million. Worldwide gross was um like seven hundred million. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score critics said it was ninety percent fresh. Audience said it was ninety two percent fresh. All right. Well, for the cast and crew, uh, the director was Anthony and Joe Russo. Um, they did Captain America: Civil War, Avengers: Infinity War, and Endgame. Uh, Joe Russo directed the pilot episode for Agent Carter. Nice. Uh, for the returning actors, we have Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, obviously. We have Scar Joe as Natasha Romanoff. Uh, we have uh, Samuel L. Jackson as a badass mother who plays uh, Nick Fury. We have Sebastian Stan as Bucky Burns. Kobe Smulders as Agent Maria Hill. Um, Haley Atwal as Peggy Carter. Toby Jones as Dr. Anim Amzola. Maximiliano Hermanes as Agent Sitwell. For new cast, we have Robert Redford as Alexander Pierce. Um, he also played Bishop in Sneakers. Yeah, Anthony I put Mackie. that one. I put that one in there because he played sneak. He was in Sneakers opposite Ben Kingsley. So and we have they a, made we a, have a joke to Sneakers or a reference to Sneakers, if I remember correctly. I I missed that. I completely missed that. But okay, continue. Yeah, um, Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson um, also played Leo in Outside the Wire. Frank Grillo as Brock Rumlow uh, also played Leo Barnes in the Purge movies. Emily Van Camp as um, Kate 
Agent 13, uh, Sharon Carter's uh, Steve's love interest. <laughs> as Mike's <laughs> updating the... Live updating the, the notes. And we have um, a special Stop. shout out to George St. Pierre as uh, Rock the, oh. the Leper. Um, he was also in The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, composer was Henry Jackson. Um, he also did Kong, Skull Island, Jumanji 2 and 3, and Detective Pikachu. I love it already. He's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Pretty good. Can we just take a moment to acknowledge the fact that, like, Fred has been playing Pokemon on the Switch, and he knows some Pokemon now, and I'm so proud of him. Yeah. I have the white Pikachu. I've always known known some of the Pokemon. I mean, mean, obviously you have to know what Pikachu is if you've been alive in the last 20 years, but... I, I always back in I don't, my college. I don't have the Hello Kitty Pikachu yet. <laughs> there's there, there's different Pikachus now. No, no, no it's I got the not white one. Pikachu, but he's like, oh, it looks like a Pikachu. I'm gonna call him Pikachu. No, <laughs> like a, so, so like a rename Pikachus, so you can rename the. Oh, sorry, you can rename Pokemon's. So I just started calling them all Pikachus. Every single time he says that, I get an aneurysm. <laughs> Tiny oh, Pikachu. No. Big, big Pikachu. Weird-looking Pikachu. <laughs> I mean, there's blue Pikachu. Pikachu, and there's two-armed guy Pachu, and... That's oh, so no. funny to me. I mean, I, I do know some of the dragon some of the dragon Pokemon, because, I mean, they're dragons. They're um, dragons, yes. Yeah. Um, I, and back in my college days, when I was working in the... When I was in the theater department at GCC, um, I once threatened to give um, uh, Jigglypuffs to all the divas on a show oh because because Jig- because Jigglypuff is the diva Pokemon. So. <laughs> Jigglypuff is the diva Pokemon. It, I mean, only only a poke only a Pokemon like only a po- only someone who gets that pissed off when you fall asleep is a, is, is a complete diva. Sorry, we, have Mike. Di- we have diverged from talking about espionage <laughs> and Hey, you guys, you guys, did, you, guys, you guys got off topic. I How did we get to this topic? Because the composer did Detective Pikachu. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on, if, if that's okay. Are we done with the? Are we done with the Pokemon talk? No. Oh. <laughs> it'll, it'll make its way back again. Trust me. Oh no. Okay. Yes. Let's go with yes. Okay, so some behind-the-scenes and trivia. Uh, Anthony Mackie's appearance in this film fulfills his dream of playing a Marvel comic book character. He wrote a series of email pleas to Marvel wanting to play any comic character that would appear on film, Uh, though the studio repeatedly replied to him that that they will respond in due time. Mackie's emails eventually caught the attention of Kevin Feige, who subsequently offered him the role as Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon. So if we yeah. bug him enough, I could be in a movie. Um, I don't know that we're famous enough for, oh. to get away with Excuse that. Excuse me. Speak away. Well, you no, might I'm be. Just you might be, Andrea. <laughs> and can I, 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 can I, I know threaten I'm him with your your kung fu? What? No, I'm <laughs> not going to threaten. <laughs> I'm not going to threaten Kevin Feige with 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 my Aikido skills. Oh. Sorry. I I must only use my powers for good. I mean, um, that is good. good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, at around 15 minutes, Nick Fury relates the story of his grandfather being an elevator operator. In real life, Samuel L. Jackson's grandfather was an elevator operator. I wonder if he had a like a 22 Magnum in his lunch kit. Maybe. I I kind of doubt it, but who knows? Probably not. Probably not. Be fun. Um. Robert Redford wanted to do the film because his grandchildren are fans of Marvel films, and he wanted them to see him in one. Aww. So, apparently, so Robert Redford, even if he thinks that, that the Marvel movies are crap, which he has not said one way or another, at least he, un- he at least he understands the appeal for his grandkids. But he played a bad guy. His grandkids probably hated him for it. Well, who knows? Or maybe yeah. they're taking after the old man. Maybe. Who knows? Um, Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson wrote their own dialogue for several scenes uh, they had together. Um, 
I it looked like there was a lot, like a lot of chemistry there. Yeah, it di- I, it didn't say which scenes, but that was that was kind of cool. Um, they had a lot of scenes off off screen. <laughs> Hello. Oh boy. Um, at around one hour three minutes, Black Widow mentions Operation Paperclip, which was a real world reference to the Office of Strategic Services OSS program, in which one in which over 1,500 uh, German scientists, technicians, and engineers from Nazi Germany and other foreign countries were brought to the United States for employment in the aftermath of World War II. Hmm. And that's uh, how also we started the, our nuclear program. Yeah, yeah. Also see, also see the show Hunters, which I have not watched. Um, the This one I put in for Mike. Uh, the mall shopping center in which Black Widow and Captain America visit um, in order to find the origin of the encrypted USB stick is called uh, Tower City Center in Cleveland, Ohio. I uh, want to see mall, uh, Paul Blart like riding around as mall cop. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> and kind of stop and like go backwards and look. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. The front of the building and its concourse were used in the Avengers uh, in 2012 as the opera hall in which Loki confronts the German opera patrons. Nice. Nice. Um, At around one hour, seven minutes, when Alexander Pierce, Robert Redford, opens his refrigerator, a jar of Newman's own sauce is visible on the shelf, an apparent homage to Redford's longtime friend and two-time co-star Paul Newman, which which is cool. Um, in an attempt to prevent spoilers and keep secrecy, the working title for this movie, uh, while well, filming was called Freezer Burn. <laughs> eh. Wow. <laughs> uh, while the script, uh, while, the, while writing the script, there was a possibility of Hawkeye being in the film. However, the writers felt that there were too many characters introduced and didn't want Hawkeye to be there without any depth. Instead, they decided to write a small scene in which Hawkeye and his whereabouts are mentioned, which was shot, but ultimately what was not included in the film. I was even watching for that. I forgot about the last that last sentence when I was watching that today. Oh, all right. Let's break this movie down just a little bit. Um, let's get some overall thoughts. If you guys don't mind, I'd like to start off with the list. Um... Let's talk about this list for a second, real quick, and then we can kind of move on. So, at the beginning of the movie, as Steve Rogers um, laps Sam multiple times, um, he has a list of things he should try out since he's become unthawed or watch. One of them is I Love Lucy, the television series. I could say I've seen a few episodes, but not enough. Um, check out the moon landing, apparently. He didn't realize there was a moon landing, which I get even thought. Uh, the Berlin Wall going up, and then the Berlin Wall coming down. Coming down, yep. Yep. <laughs> he yep. missed all that. Uh, Steve Jobs, Apple. See yeah. That one? Uh, disco. Uh, oh, I was wondering. I was wondering what that was. I okay, was like, I thought disco? that was... I thought that was Pisco. Pisco, I think, is a brandy or something. It is a brandy. I always thought that was Disco, though. You're probably more right, because that would be a lot. It would make a lot more sense. Yeah. So I do want to see Steve Rogers um, Disco. Bust in a move? No. Uh, Thai food? Yes. Yes, Thai food. And then he's got Star Wars slash Trek, and then Star Wars is crossed out. I want to talk about Maybe he's already watched Star Trek. Maybe he's already watched Star Wars and <laughs> yeah. he hasn't gotten around the track. I mean, I mean, it as of 2014, when this movie came out, there were only six Star Wars movies and that the Clone true. Wars. So technically, seven Star Wars movies plus you know the animated series, the one animated series, and well, again, the Tarkovsky series. There was actually a lot more Star Wars than I that I think there was, but but. There was less Star Wars in 2014 than there was Star Trek. Yes. Well, let's and, just assume there was the six movies. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, Trek. I think there was like 40 at this point. Yes. Uh, well, as of now, there are over 800 episodes of Star Trek, and that's yeah, not that, that's not that's... including the movies. So um, subtract anything from prior to from. 
distract, uh, subtract anything from, you know, disco and disco and beyond, there's still like 600 episodes of Star Trek. Yeah, and nobody wants to do that. Only, I've done it. Oh, I've done it too. I've done it twice. I lived it once, and then I relived it again. But Hello. I don't think Steve Rogers wants to like spend a, watch so all that. Much. Yeah, yeah he, he has, has better. Like, he may not have time. He may not have time. packs to make. Yeah. So, and then he's got he on this needs, list. He just needs. He just needs. The, he just needs the starter. The starter. The starter pack, which is something I gave. Uh, I gave Mike uh, recently too. I gave yes. him a. I gave him a start. I gave him an, an entry level list, which probably doesn't have. Yet, like a lot of the quintessential episodes, but I was I was going for episodes he didn't need to have have a whole lot of backstory for. Anyway, moving on. Moving on a list, uh, Nirvana, the band. I mean, and good. good, I mean, good I mean, yeah, yeah, and uh, and then the subsequent memes of uh, people thinking that Dave Grohl looks so much like the drummer from Nirvana. Okay. Dave Grohl uh, was the drummer from Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got on here Rocky, and in parentheses he got Rocky 2 question mark. Yeah, why Rocky 2? I don't know. A lot of people don't like Rocky 2. They felt it really hurt Rocky's character from the first movie by having huh. to go in and actually beat Apollo Creed in number 2. So a huh. lot of people don't like it. So that's why he's got that question mark. Like, should I watch number two, or is it going to be worth it? Just go straight to number four. Right. Ivan <laughs> Alban. Uh, that's why a lot of people also hate number three with with with, with Clubber Lang. They think he uh, that was a terrible one too. Mr. T. Mr. T. I've and never then, watched any of the Rocky. Get off this call and go watch. This. <laughs> go home. <laughs> uh, fired. Uh, Trouble. Then he's going to put it on there because of Sam's uh, recommendation. Trouble Man by Marvin Gaye, the soundtrack. Check now, it out. There is, everything there you need to know a... in the last. What do you say? Everything you need to know in the last sixty years is found on that soundtrack. Yeah, but, but there is. But what? What were you going to say? Oh, Greg? I was going to say. But listen to Carrie. But um, at least according according to the uh, tr- the the trivia I found. Um, the, and where, where did it go? Where did it go? Continuity. Do you want uh, me to read it? Yeah, find it for, I can't uh, Sam it. recommends that Steve listen to Marvin Gaye's album, Trouble Man, describing it as everything you missed jammed into one album. Trouble Man is the most, in- mostly instrumental soundtrack to an action movie of the same name of no particular importance. Sam seems to be thinking of Gaye's previous album, What's Going On, which addresses social and um, ecological issues in post-Vietnam War America. Yeah, that was it. Ah. So, so someone, someone who was writing that maybe got the, um, maybe got the albums mixed up. But who knows? Maybe, maybe Sam is a bigger uh, Marvin Gaye fan than, uh, than, than we, than we realize. I, yeah. I, I am only tangentially familiar with Marvin Gaye, so I really can't speak to, speak to that. I mean, I've heard Marvin Gaye. I just don't. I'm just not familiar enough with the with the albums to know which one is, yeah. you know, the required listening. Anyways, anyway, so that, so that was the list. That was the list. Um, what do you guys got? Some so some other things. Some some of your favorite moments. Um, your overall thoughts on this movie. Um, I think that like because I was reading like your moments and stuff. There's like the one about. Um, I'll just read it, but this is one of Mike's things. Um, when Captain America threw his shield into the Captain's snag, did he for real cut the guy's head off? It looked like it. I found that this movie was a little bit more violent, um, especially in the in the scene when they're on the ship. Um, there was a lot of death. There was a lot of like hits that looked like they really really hurt so i was i don't know maybe i haven't watched a marvel movie in like a while that i'm just like wow it was it was intense um but no i thoroughly enjoyed the action scenes in this movie so Um, for go ahead carrie no i i i I I was just gonna say Go ahead, go ahead, Fred. Fred. (laughs) Sorry. So I was going to say, Captain 
uh, America is not one of my favorite action heroes. I mean, I, I do enjoy the fight scenes and I appreciate who he is for what he is, but um, I basically call him Shield Man and he just hides behind a shield and throws it and hopes for the best. Um, yeah, sure, he has some some good strength, but there's so many scenes that are inconsistent where his shield will just protect him and he's fine and he'll like fall from an elevator all the way down to the ground as long as he lands on a shield he's fine but in other scenes he gets knocked a little bit by a shield get kicked on the shield and he goes flying like a like a wimp like i i don't get why some scenes are so different than others there's well, a lot that, of inconsistencies yeah yeah there are a lot of there are a lot of a lot of the stuff i i listed plot holes and goofs for this movie are are inconsistencies with how vibranium is supposed to work Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I I get what you're saying. Um, and I I know like this is this movie was made like towards like the very beginning of like the Black Lives Matter pro- uh, movement and all that. But watching it now with all of the you know focus that there has been on on you know police brutality with with people of color. That got really scary to me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah. Yeah, if, if not for that, if not for how bulletproof that car, Nick Fury's car was, he'd be dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, watching this right now with the events that are going on in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. and they're making reference to Odessa, the city that's on the port um, that's under siege right now from, from Russia and... Yeah, I don't uh, think they've gotten to Odessa yet, but I, they're they're going, right, but they're they're, they're prepping for it. <clears throat> oh yeah, and um, also referring Kiev, it just Kiev, it yeah. res- resonated a, a lot differently um, this time around. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I mean, sure, I, I, I th- this is from years ago, and this is um, you know fantasy, but. Uh, right now, we it's were, just a little. It resonates a little differently. That's all. Yeah, we were we were at a much simpler time, you know, seven <laughs> yeah. years ago, and yeah. it was only seven years ago, eight years ago. My God, wow. Yeah, yeah I, I I get what you're saying. Um, it, it's hard when these when these. It's hard with these things because. When they, when they made these movies because you don't know what the future is going to hold. Like I, yeah, saw, of course. I saw I saw oh, a yeah. TikTok. Like I'm saying, I saw a TikTok the other day, and I know it's not a movie, but I saw a TikTok the other day that a guy had said that Call of Duty sure did call this one right. And I don't know if y'all mm-hmm. saw that, where it had the guys who were the snipers in ghillie suits in Ukraine and Russia was invading. Oh. And, well. and I'm like, boy, they kind of called that way back in the early Call of Duty days, um, the game. And, um, but I understand some of these issues um, that that and now in setting is a little rougher than when the movie came out. Right. Um, well, okay. Outside the Wire, which is a movie Anthony Mackie is in, involves a co- it involves a co- a continued conflict between Russia and Ukraine in some some number of decades in the future. And I saw the movie of like. Wow, we are still fight. We are still fighting in Ukraine with Russia. Yeah. So let expletive, me ask. You, expletive, expletive. So let me ask you this: Do we do we judge the movie based on current events that are going on? Oh, I, I cannot. We shouldn't. No, no, we we no, we can't. No, no, we can't. We, I, I, we judge it on the movie itself. I mean, this movie has nothing to do with it's Russia just, it was invading very Ukraine. Interesting that it just resonates differently now because of right. Content. And I'm not going to hold the movie to a different account because of it. It's just um, I'm making an observation. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's like oh, yeah. one particular yeah. moment where like, would you want uh, a bomb to drop in Moscow? And I was like, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I get it. We, we will not. Yeah. We will not think those thoughts. We, we will not think those thoughts. Don't yeah. worry, Mike. If you give this a ten out of ten, it's not because. Oh, you're... I didn't say I was going to give it a ten out of ten. You know. <laughs> I mean, you can't I go above ten. That's what I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to give it. I don't uh, know. So I do agree, though, uh, Andrea, that that it is a. It does feel a little more violent. It seems like a lot more. Co- 
cover up deaths if you get mm-hmm. if you catch my drift. Um, Marvel is very good at killing their people, but doing it off screen. Yeah, the way they do it, like when like they you, when Cap threw that shield, like you like I said, into the captain's deck. When the guy ducked, it hit the other guy behind him. Oh, yeah, there, it decapitated him, but. Yeah. When he went, jumped up there and pulled that shield out, there was no blood. There was there was nothing, and they're very good at doing that. Um, another time that they killed guys, um, the Winter Soldier killed multiple people. Oh, oh yeah, and well, they, they, they kind of do it off screen too. Marvel's done very good at that. DC's like, ah, screw it. We'll just kill him on screen. We'll see how good we can get this. <laughs> well, well, and in fairness, the and in fairness to jump jump the timeline a bit, you know, the only time you really see a lot, you really see blood in graphically on the shield is during Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, and that's when you know what's his name, you know, decided to kill, decide went went insane and killed, decided to kill someone with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I just found it very interesting because, like, I don't know, like, for a second I was like, wait, wasn't Captain America not supposed to kill people? And I was like, no, that's, no, Batman. that's, that's Batman. Yeah, but, like, I almost kind of hold him to that, like, standard. Like, he won't kill anybody. But, no, this this took it to an interesting oh, level. No, he's a soldier. He oh, knows yeah. all about the killings. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he wasn't carrying a gun, so he wasn't shooting people like Natasha was, but, you know. He was killing it, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> wow, I think I think one of the most loved scenes in this movie um, that a lot of people tend to like is the elevators fight scene. Yeah, where oh, yes. where where he be he, he pretty much he knows what's going on and he pretty much stops and says, "All right, be, be, before we get started, does anybody want to go ahead and get off?" <laughs> like, it's just, I mean, you just stole my quote for the movie, but I'm so yeah. sorry. It was perfect. It was perfect. That was a perfect quote. I mean, he was give, he was giving people an out. If they didn't want the crap beaten out of them, they could yeah. leave. And that last guy, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Cap, this is not personal. <laughs> Feels personal. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a great, great, great fight scene. Um, I must ask, what word would Cap use instead of uncomfortable? Um, I kept, kept trying to figure out when he said it's uncomfortable. Yeah! What, what, what were you going to use, Cap? Brad said horny. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, That's what I thought. <laughs> I mean. Oh, no. So. Freaky? All right. This chemistry between Cap and Natasha. It was, like, honestly, they, they needed a room. Like, so I. Well, can we discuss this, though? Because a lot okay, of people so. have trouble shipping Cap with anybody other than Peggy. But I'm going to be honest. It seems like this, why Scarlett Johansson has three new husbands. <laughs> well, okay. You know what? I didn't, I didn't see it that way. I was like... Too much? No, no, no. It wasn't that. I was like, I, I, I found their relationship to be more brother-sister. Which I made, which made the Which made the kiss really uncomfortable, but they aren't... But very sure. uncomfortable. Which, yes, made the, the kiss very uncomfortable in that sense, but she is a spy, and she's trying to help him, you know, avoid authorities, and, you know, she was right, you know, public space, space of, infection, of infection, you either don't look, you either look away, or you watch like a creeper, so, Well, you know. I mean, I mean, the fact that they were talking about the kiss, though, in the car afterwards, when, when, when she's, I mean, she said, you're bad, I mean, you got kissing in 1945, you know? Well, I think she's like I don't know like you know like when you like somebody and you're like oh but do you think that she's cute like yeah you just play that game like but I do agree that I think that a lot of the lines that they probably had like improvised both um Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson um come from the fact that they like in real life they do see each other as brother and sister right Um, they have such a like great bond and a lot of the times like if like there's two characters of the opposite sex that are super friendly like the uh, like the first thing that everybody jumps to is oh they're they're sleeping together they're sleeping together they're yeah there's never the the oh we can't be friends like it's i don't ship them not because like i can't see them together but it's a nice friendship that they have they they can banter and they can joke around 
I know people shipped them a lot, especially when this movie came out. Um, and I know when we get yeah. to Civil War, people are, are people were very upset that Steve was going after um, Sharon. Uh, Sharon, because oh, he should only go for Peggy. I'm like, well, technically, you know, it's her it's her bloodline. Um, yeah, but, but that's also, weirder. Also, for me. Peggy died. And, yeah, and see, to me, that makes sense. Peggy has passed away. And by the time that happens, Peggy's Peggy's gone. You know, he he can he he should feel free to go with you know Susan yeah. Counting or something. You know, if he wanted to. Um, but I, I understand why he doesn't. And in the end, he always goes back to Peggy because that's just how the the story goes. I get Ex- that. But. Except, and I will put that this out here now. We will get back to it when we get around to Endgame. Steve going back in time is BS. Mm-hmm. 100%. Total, complete BS. Total, completely out of character. Should not have happened. But anyway, but that's that's a different movie. I I, will say that, like, when he is visiting Peggy and she breaks down when she's like, you're here, like, you came back, and uh, that was very emotional. Well, that was a great scene. Well, it was very emotional. It was very emotional to to realize that she is basically dealing with like Alzheimer's. It's like she, like they're having this conversation, and then suddenly she resets, and the whole thing starts over again. And and I mean, and just you know, I I've had you know relatives go through that, and it, it it's it's very sad. It's it. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what did y'all think of the fight scenes between them, between Bucky and, and Cap? Oh, I love those fight scenes. Those were awesome. I mean, I think that was the best part of the movie. I mean, I think they were choreographed pretty, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought the... So there are two things that make, make this movie really great to me. Um, we could bounce off of them. Number one, I think the music in this in this movie is absolutely phenomenal. The, yeah. the the score is just is absolutely on par. Some probably some of the best musical scored in any of the Marvel movies to me. There's that particular scene where like um, Scar, uh, sorry, Black Widow gets um, shot, and Bucky appears right behind her, ready to take the shot, and it almost sounds like a scream, but it's actually the music. I don't mm-hmm. like it that much. That was very the, creepy. The Winter Soldier theme, the Winter Soldier theme, is so raw and creepy. just creepy, yeah. and it's it it kind of goes with. The way that the way um, Sebastian stands portraying Bucky is like this just raw nerve mm-hmm. that's just and this attack dog that he's been turned into and it yeah it I agree it's 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 very creepy but it's also very very fitting for the um, yeah for the character it just kind of like throws you off because it's the first time that you hear that particular it's kind of like a screech like a scream. And, like, it just threw me off. I was like, am I watching a horror movie? Like, yeah. it, it's yeah. pretty well put. Yeah, that will sometimes come on, come through my, my one of my playlists, and I'm like, oh. Okay, oh, we're, we're doing, we're, we're doing, we're in Soldier Land territory mm-hmm. right now. Okay. Okay, yep. continue, continue. Continue on. Um, so besides the score, I thought the story was a really good story, though. I think it was a compelling story. This is a story that kind of breaks down. Because if you think about it, this was the first movie after The Avengers. And Second. All... Huh? Second. Second. What was the first one after it? Iron Man 3. Uh. Oh, yeah. We don't... The way you said that. <laughs> okay. Let me rephrase that. This is, this is the first good movie after The Avengers. Um, yeah, sorry, so, sorry, sorry, Lizzie and Shiva. Are we um, starting with Hulk? Uh, if you think about it this is the movie that everybody still has like oh shield is this great thing shield is so wonderful shield is awesome that kind of thing that's in their mindset right now you know shields protecting us and then this is the first movie that starts to see okay there's something hidden in shield there is this there is this this is the movie that kind of sets the path for the rest of the mcu 
Right. Because well, without this movie, you don't see Captain America Civil War. You don't see Cap and Iron Man going at it. You mm-hmm. you know, th- this is the movie that causes the split within the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Right. On um, what's right wrong. I-, I-, I liked it. I thought it gave a lot of good story to, 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 to even even though we don't like all it to Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I thought it gave a good character growth as well into Cap as uh, you know it and hit what and I know Carrie's got some of the quotes when we get to it as well. It's you start to see the lines being drawn within the Avengers and mm-hmm. what is good, what is bad, is there a gray area? How far can you how far should you cross it and and I don't know. I think the story is a really good story in this movie. This you know it's no secret I I love this movie. It it for the longest time, even after Endgame, this movie has been number one in my movies for the for the MCU. It has is been number one. It has been dethroned since then. It is not <laughs> the number one movie anymore. Um, but it's a good movie. Well, this is this is also one of the last movies that has any influence on the Agents of Shield show. So this yeah. so this. It's like so. It's like you needed to see this movie before you saw like this movie came out, and then there was a, a mid-season break for Agents Agents, Agents of Shield, if I remember correctly. And yeah. it's like once the Hail Hydra shoe dropped in this, it impacted. That's the it, that's what impacted Shield. Agents of Shield, and that's when that storyline came th- came from. And so this and. Ultron are like the last two movies that have any direct effect on on Agents of Shield, and it's like you kind of had. And I get why they decided with Agents of Shield to not be beholden to the movies because at a certain point, it's like if you don't, if you're not watching the movies, you're gonna lose what's going on with the show. If you're not, yeah, and vice versa. So yeah, well it. It's also the first movie where we get a really good chemistry between Sam and Steve, because I, I I'm not there's no secret. Oh, yeah. I I love Sam. I think he's probably one of my favorite characters in the entire MCU. Mm-hmm. His growth over the whole thing has just been really, and then you get the establishment of over your left, you know, and 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 that we get that we go we get it's a nice callback when we get to Endgame, but um. Anyway, just to sort of my, some some of my overall thoughts. I know some of y'all might have different ones, but well, that's kind of how I saw some of the stuff. There was, and, and I didn't have any of the notes because, but as I'm talking as as we're talking about this now, I I'm remembering that like, like if you think about what Pierce was trying to do, what Hydra was trying to do in this movie, and then you jump to Ultron with what Tony was trying to do with with the you know the suits around the world and stuff like that the armor around the world it's like wait tony did you not just find see what happened you know however many months ago with you know the three ships that were going to take you out by the way tony you were on that you were on that hit list like uh, it's like it was it was steve bruce tony natasha jeremy irons was on that list for some for some weird reason, I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's like 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 a whole bunch of current Avengers were on the list, plus Stephen Strange. That was there were two mentions mentions of Stephen Strange in the movie, and that was yeah. one of them. And it's just like, and if you if you look at this movie and then and then you go into Ultron and you're like, okay, Tony, why would you think your idea is any better than this? Well, I mean. Tony has always been because a, Tony a because Tony Tony's Tony prick because Tony's right. Tony. So what else, guys? Any, any Fred, Andrea? Do y'all I, have anything? I like the uh, whole entire idea. Like I don't know the the whole entire concept of corruption. That like just because you think they're fighting for good, it doesn't mean that they're. There's yeah. no cancer underneath it. I like that. I think that like. It's applicable to everything mm-hmm. in our world um, that, like, 
people go, for example, like people will go with good intentions, but um, like in the end, there might be an underlying reason or ulterior motive why they do that. Right. Um, I like the first thing that comes to, to mind is like the whole entire idea of like fake news or like mm-hmm. saying like, oh, this is happening, but it really isn't. And the way that it's being portrayed is being done in a way so that um one side is more favored than the other mm-hmm. um because of those ulterior motives so i just i don't know i just like the whole entire idea of questioning loyalties questioning everything and not always trusting everybody yeah, yeah. i'm very cynical yeah well it's the you know that is you know steve's quote you know this isn't freedom it's fear and yeah. you know this is like you know I will quote 1984 correctly, unlike some people in media who think that everything is 19 is we're in 1984 territory. It's like you know mm-hmm. the party, the party told tells you what to think, and and at at what point does security do you you know at what point do you give up your freedoms for security? And yeah. that's when that's when things start to tip into fascism. Mm-hmm. And we've we've we see that time and time again. We saw that in we saw that in nineteen in the nineteen forties. We saw that we're seeing it now. So you know it's you know at what point do you say okay no there's a line and we don't cross this line because uh, because that's when we move in that's when we're doing more harm than good. That's when we we move into totalitarianism and. That's not good either. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I, I I enjoyed this movie for mm-hmm. for those for the realness that it brings forth. It's oh, not yeah. just about superheroes. It like and then that's something that I like about many of the Marvel movies is that they bring some form of um lesson to them. Yeah. And it's still it's still a very timely movie even now. Maybe yeah. maybe more so now. I mean, in, in very short, this movie has a decent plot that you can follow and you can carry along and be intrigued with what's going on. There's a lot of good fight scenes that is visually stimulating, and there's suspense that, like, it, it's not an easy victory. Nope. No. And there's a good lesson. Like, so I, I think Marvel really knows how to tell a good story. Um, they've failed in the past, and they've—I think they've—they've they've done a pretty good job in this one. Uh, again, I'm—I'm I'm not a big fan of Captain America, so I'm not going to grade this as probably as high as Mike, but <laughs> it, it's still a good story. I, I what is everybody saying? I'm going to be graded high. I don't get no, it. He's going to put a zero because you threatened it earlier before we started recording. That is true. Um, I Are you saying say you were lying earlier? He might He's be always lying, Carrie. Come on. Come I mean, on. if it was DC, it might be like I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I will say that one of um, my other favorite things about this movie is when Nick Fury says, "Don't trust anybody." We can't even trust the director of this movie because there were so many times where he would, like, he would do things, and then you'd be like, "Oh no, you have to look at it in a different way." Um, just like. I'm sure that many people thought that Nick Fury died. And in the end, like, no, he's alive. He's being hidden. Um, When Captain America, Falcon, and Natasha get captured, and then there's the agent right inside the the car ready to save them. Like, again, it's another gotcha. They're they're safe. And then um, when Is that Nick Fury or is that a scroll? I know, right? And then when um, all the directors and stuff are with the the main villain and Scarlett Johansson, or Natasha, sorry, is one of the people she's just infiltrated wearing a mask. It's, again, like the idea that you can't trust everybody in the room because you never know who they really are. Right. Right. It's good. All right. Um... If there's nothing else, did y'all have a favorite character? Or a least favorite, I'm sorry, a least favorite moment? 
least favorite moment? I know Fred's least favorite moment. Oh, no. He doesn't like when, like, Scarlett Johansson takes a shower and then, like, seconds later her hair is, like, pristine. I, yeah. I mean, I called that out because it was, like, one scene to the next. It was... Her hair was all wet and wrinkly. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right term. And then it was blow-dried again. <laughs> then it was blow-dried perfect straight. Yeah. Hmm. She went um, to the hair salon. One of my... While she's on the run, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, one of the other scenes that I enjoyed quite a bit was the fight between uh, GSP, sorry, GSP and um, Captain America, mm-hmm. um, where he took the helmet off and the put the shield back. Mm-hmm. So GSP is probably one of the, uh, I don't want to say the top. So he was the most winningest uh, in MMA for the longest time. I think he's down to number five or so uh, in MMA. Hmm. And then hmm. I think he would have held out a little bit better against Captain America. Against a, sure. against a super soldier? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I mean, uh, they could both take drugs. I don't know. <coughs> Maybe. Hmm. All right. Uh, so who was y'all's favorite character? I know. Sam. I know. I know Fred's was, um, was Cap. Not Siri. No, it's Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was Sam. I, I like Sam. Oh yeah, Sam. Sam's awesome. I love Sam. Which brings me to my favorite aspect of this film, uh, Andrea. Who was your favorite character? I I like Captain America. Sure, I Steve like Rogers. Yeah, not because of Chris Evans. Like, yeah, he's he's good looking and stuff. But like, I just like his character. It's very consistent. He's so um, innocent. Yeah. And he's trying to navigate his way in, in a new world. And I, I really enjoyed that. He's trying to bring, I think I, it kind of goes into the aspect too, even though my, my favorite aspect is the chemistry between Steve and Sam. But you see him trying to bring old world ideals into a new age. And yeah. how do they reconcile with new age thought? Mm-hmm. And and you see that that between him and Fury, the the... The, the, the butting of the heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve is trying to rationale wh- why. So, um, but anyways, yeah, my favorite aspect uh, uh, was the, the chemistry between them. Um, yeah, me too. For sure. Also, the chemistry between Nat and Sam and, and Steve. Yeah, it was really good. They're, you know, except for, because except for that kiss, which was super, super weird, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're just like siblings. Yeah. Yeah, and and about, like she she's really good at taking the piss out of him, and he's just yeah. Like, Fred, what was your favorite aspect of this film? I mean, I, I really liked how all the characters interacted. Uh, I think Nick Fury is the still my favorite character um, in, in this particular one, but um, yeah, I think just the storytelling overall and the bigger arc of what's to come. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Andrea? My favorite part? Uh-huh. Um, I think that I mentioned uh, just the whole entirety of corruption and not being able to trust anybody. So they did a really good job of making you wonder who you could trust to. That's good. Uh, did y'all have a favorite quote from uh, the movie? Well, well, I said one of mine already. <laughs> I stole I yours, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, you know, when she said, um, when Natasha drove up and picked up um, Steve, she said, hey, fellas, do you want to know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, you know, him talking about, talking about, you know, how he's adapted. He was like, well, things aren't so bad. You know, food's a lot better. We used to boil everything. Uh, polio's g- no polio is good. Internet, so helpful. Uh, I've been reading that a lot, trying to catch up. I'm like, hey, Yeah. <laughs> At least, at, at least he's you know he's he might might be ninety, but he's not it, he's not so old that he doesn't you know want to you know try to f- figure things. He he's still got a young mind, as as they they say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. N- Nick Fury said, "Get me Agent Hill." The car said, "Communications array damaged." Nick Fury said, "What's not damaged? Air conditioner is fully operational." Oh, I like. <laughs> 
Considering my air conditioner is not operational at the moment, I would take I would take the air conditioning. Uh, although my car would not hold up to being shot that much. Oh, that's funny. Uh, um, I I like the when Natasha and um, Steve are are talking and she's still suggesting girls and he's like, what about Lydia? And he says, lip ring. Uh, yeah. And I'm not ready for that. Yep. <laughs> so cute. Again, so innocent. And when he's visiting, um, agent Carter, um, he says, I can't leave my best girl. Not when she still owes me a dance again. I just, he's so cute. I just, yeah. I love that. He's so innocent. Agreed. I love mm-hmm. Sam's. I love Sam's sarcasm after Steve gives like this impassioned speech to the Shield agents. He says, "Did you write that down first, or was that off the top of your head?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Um, when uh, was I really your first kiss since 1945? That bad, huh? <laughs> 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 I like. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody needs practice. I don't need practice. <laughs> I'm 95. I'm not dead. Yep. <laughs> like okay, well. You're a lot heavier than you look. That he has been on. He he, he hinted thus that he has been on at least a couple of dates be, since you know thawing out. Yeah. I think you thawing lied. out. I mean, there are some good. There's some. Um, uh, where did Captain America learn to steal a car? Nazi Germany. Nazi we're borrowing. Germany. Get your feet off the dash. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's just there. There's some good, funny, funny quotes. I, I think the, um, I think the best ones were definitely between Steve and and, and Natasha. I mean, yeah. they, yeah, they're yeah. just they're they're perfect. They have a lot so of good that, chemistry. They really did. Just a point to that one quote you said about um, Natasha, the Smithsonian, uh, the address. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but there's actually 20 different Smithsonian. Addresses. There's 20 different buildings, 11 of which are in DC, and there there's several. Um, there are in, in other locations. So I always find that kind of funny when they say there's the what is its address, or there's mm-hmm. referring to one. Yeah, I think there there there's a couple of, of Smithsonian plot holes and goofs that I, yeah. I listed. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, I've only one, ever been to one. one but. And one for Batroc that I, I I I did not realize he was such a famous. Um, Canadian fighter, but that that one's in there. That one's in there too. Sorry, which one? Okay. Um, something about his accent. Ah. Oh, I will say that um, that moment when um, <sighs> my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm blanking. Uh, what's his name? Oh no. Uh, old man, glasses, Excelsior. Oh my lord. What's oh, Stanley! <laughs> Thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow. I just like. Oh my god! I just had like the biggest brain fart. Um, he's at the M- Smithsonian, and he's like, "I'm gonna get fired when the suit disappears." I I thought that was funny. That was good. <laughs> His little cameo. <clears throat> All right, well, let's look at some plot holes, um, real quick. And then we'll kind of move toward the end here. Uh, as far as character error in the Smithsonian, Bucky Barnes displays says born in 1916, but at the bottom it has his years as 1917 to 1944. Uh, when Captain Rogers gets on the elevator with Nick Fury, the computer identifies him as being a level eight agent. Later in the film, though, Alexander Pierce refers to Rogers and Romanoff as level six. The latter seems correct as Agents of Shield establishes Phil Cole says level seven, and the Avengers and Thor. Uh, he can be seen giving orders to Romanov and Clint. Um, when Captain America and Black Widow enter through the secret shield bunker, Widow doesn't recognize the portrait of Peggy Carter. Widow, being a longtime shield agent, should have immediately recognized her since Peggy was one of the founding members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Butrock is said to be a French Algerian. However, he has a very distinctive French-Canadian accent. Nowhere near any accents commonly heard in France or Maghreb. Uh, think of it as they said as like an Australian actor sticking to his native accent while portraying an American character. That's George Pierre that I was referring to earlier. Oh, yeah. 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 Some, but not all the other French pirates sound like non-native speakers. How dare they? And then of course you had mentioned the other thing about the Marvin gave the, the, the trouble actum, the trouble album, yeah. trouble man album. So, um, continuity when cap and widow enter Zola's computer room, it is, after having descended several levels below the bunker using a hidden elevator, after the missile strike, they are shown to be only a few feet above 
below ground level. Um, <clears throat> Zola tells Captain Widow that he was captured in 1945. In the first Avenger movie, Zola was captured the same day that Bucky dies. According to Smithsonian display, Bucky died in 1944. Uh, the Triskelion is located on Theodore Roosevelt Island. In the opening scene, as Steve and Sam are jogging, the Triskelion is tall enough that you should have been visible to the north of the Abraham Lincoln Memorial. Yet it doesn't make an appearance. Um, in New Jersey's secret bunker scene, Zola explicitly mentions that S.H.I.E.L.D. was founded after World War II. However, Iron Man Agent Coulson introduces himself to POTS as being the part of the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division, implicitly saying that the acronym S.H.I.E.L.D. is not yet in used because they haven't figured out it out yet. Uh, how come Zola, dead way before the Iron Man era, knows that S.H.I.E.L.D. acronym? Hmm. Um, was the project <laughs> in, in working order? Like, maybe? I don't know. Could be. Uh, Captain America's display should be in the National Museum of American History instead of the National Air and Space Museum, shown in previous sense, or scenes. Uh, during the Zola scene, the computer monitors show news headlines and stories that elaborate on past events Zola tells our heroes about. But these are but these are black and green monochrome computer image, uh, monitors. They would not have been able to produce full-color images like this, let alone the crisp HD quality presented in. The Triskelion, located in Washington, D.C., is described by having at least 41 floors, which would be well over 400 feet. The height of Buildings Act in 1910 prohibits over 130 feet in height within D.C. city limits. Hmm. The Winter so Soldier... also, should have been very visible in that first seed, you know, of the Lincoln Memorial behind the right. building. Yeah. Memorial. Uh, during Zola's presentation, it is shown that when SSR becomes shielded in 1945, a zip code of 20595, the United States Postal Service did not start using zip codes until 1963. During numerous fight scenes, Cap falls back due to blocking hits with the shield, absorbs all the kinetic energy. Here goes Fred's thing. See other Marvel movies when he could take a hit from Thor's hammer, blast from Iron Man, shots from aliens and ships, yet a human punch kick causes him to stumble back. Mike, did you did you skip the one about about um, Bucky not being able to get into the Smithsonian because of the metal detectors? I did. Uh, the Winter Soldier <laughs> would not have been able to enter Smithsonian as metal detectors are in use during a security check-in, and prosthetic arm would have been picked up by detectors. Well, maybe <laughs> like he took it off. Could be. He he. You could see both arm. You could see both of his arms. He had a plastic arm. Come on, uh, Gary. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, in the face-off of Little Soldier on the overpass, Captain America is thrown from the overpass when he blocks an RPG with his shield. Cap shield does not transmit kinetic energy. All right. Andrea, what does Rotten Tomatoes tell us? All right. Give me one second. I had the, um, the ratings up. All right, so Rotten Tomatoes says, Sometimes the film leaves you with a big, dumb grin on your face. The Marvel blockbuster Captain America the Winter Soldier is such an item. That's cute. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a grin on your face? I don't know. Uh, and next one. <laughs> it's difficult to top a billion-dollar movie with so much star power and with the absence of Tony Stark, but it comes pretty darn close. You know, I think somebody picked these, and I think that's somebody was Mike to justify his movie rating. No, actually I picked these. Oh, it was oh, you. Oh, interesting. I was uh, like, but, you're, some... but you're welcome to accuse Mike. I mean, yeah. I'll, admit, I'll admit to picking picking the picking the, them out, but I mean, if, if Mike Mike can take re responsibility, I guess. I, I'll, no. <laughs> I was like, huh, these look way too positive. Alright, Mr. Fred. How we rate this movie? Un All right. Well, I came up with a couple good. What? <laughs> I came up with a couple good options. We have one out of ten metallic arm wannabes. One out of ten movies where Black Widow is still alive. <laughs> oh, too soon. Too, too soon. soon. One out of ten so movies soon. made pointless if Captain Marvel showed up. Oh. <laughs> one out of ten Captain Bucky's. Oh. And the last one, one out of ten wasted flying airships. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Point of order on that last one, Fred. We can only ra we can only take our our rating up to three because there were only three ships. Fair, fair, fair enough. That's true. So we can't use that one. 
Unless we unless we're rating this one really low. Alright. Did you just change it? No, we didn't change it. Okay. okay. Alright. <clears throat> so who's going first? Oh, do I go first? I haven't even looked at where this should fall. So Mike should go first. Mike should go first. Okay, yeah, so I, you go first. this movie has fallen down in my rankings. Um, oh, it, oh. Used be, it used to be the number one movie that the MCU has put out um, to me, even after Endgame. Uh, Endgame didn't even make the top five. Um, so that makes you feel better, guys. Um, I, I love this movie. I love everything about it. It is not my number one anymore. Actually, my number one is no secret. It is actually No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. It is it, that That has bumped uh, Winter Soldier out. As it number should. Two. Um, Winter Soldier is number two in my top three Marvel movies. And um, I just love this movie. And and, and I'm, I'm not, I, I can't, I can't lie about this movie. To me, there are certain movies that to me are perfect. Yes, even though they're perfect, I do know there are tiny flaws, but they're not enough to warrant a a docking of points just because no movie is going to be completely without flaws. Because um, because we're human natures by design, we're going to make some mistakes when we put a movie together. Um, but to me, this movie comes pretty darn close. Um, so to me, this one gets a 10 out of 10 movies where Black Widow is still alive. I did not see that coming. I know. We, we, all, saw that. we all saw that coming. It's still, it's still 10 out of 10. So I, 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 I could go watch this movie and love it every time. All right. Carrie, what about you? Well, okay. I do love this movie, but... Um, 10 out of 10 is reserved for things like, you know, The Dark Knight and The Crow and stuff. Um, as good as this movie is, it is not quite there. So I'm going to give this one a 9. All right. And Freddie? Um, let's see here. I think I'm going to put this one 8 out of 10. So this is okay. along the lines of Superman, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Crow, Wolverine. Um, so Origins Wolverine and Wolverine uh, 2013. Uh, okay. So 8 out of 10. Um, and... Go 10 out of 10, Andrea. Do it. Do it. Fall to peer pressure. Do it. I'm going to actually, like, from the very beginning, I was going to give it uh, this rating. So I will give it um, a 9.5 out of 10. Nice. Arms. What are these? Yes, nice. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I would watch other movies before this one, but if I do end up watching it, I'm completely enthralled by it. Yeah. And I, I enjoy all the themes that it brings forth. Awesome. Um, our next movie that we're doing next month is going to be Amazing Spider-Man 2. We watched the first one, and now we're going to see the second one. Fred has not watched this one yet. You have not seen the second I've one. I've seen it. I've seen it once. I've seen it a couple times. Yeah. Um, and 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 I will say that that after seeing No Way Home, um, a lot of people, when well, trying not to spoil it, are clamoring for them to go back and make an Amazing okay. Spider-Man three. Well, I I was I would have, would have been I was clamoring for that. E so even. Even I, I, I don't understand the hate for for Spider Man Amazing Spider Man two. Um I, I get that it wasn't as good as the first one, but I think um, it was very tragic and depressing. Yeah. yeah. I had to spoil it for Fred because there was like a reference in No Way Home that he did not get because he hadn't seen the that movie. I, to be honest, I thought I had seen this movie, but apparently I have not. Well, it, it it will make one of the main scenes in No Way Home oh, ring the one that a whole lot cry. better. Yeah, it'll make uh -huh. it ring a whole lot better. I had to. That's the scene that I had to explain to him yeah. why it was so impactful. Oh, yeah. So. I'm just like, who's this Spider-Man, and why do I care? Yeah. Yep. You will care. Yes, you will. Um, well, we want to hear from you. Uh, you can email us, capechronicles at randomchatter.com. You can find us on Twitter at randomchatter uh, for the entire network at Cape Chronicles for this show. You can find me at Carrie Blackfire42. That's K E R I Blackfire42. 
Andrea, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at CatsBears. It's K-A-T-Z-B-E-A-R-Z. And Fred? You can find me on Twitter at FreddyWonKenobi. That's F-R-E-D-D-Y-W-O-N-Kenobi. And Mike is not on Twitter, but you can find him on our Discord server, which um, you can find find access to that over at randomchatter.com, uh, which also has all of our um, all of our other shows, um, membership information on the membership through Patreon. I did so well when we were recording DC Talk. Now I can't. Mm. Now I can't talk. <laughs> you fail now. I know I fail. And our, our show merchandise through Tee Public. Don't forget to spread the word, word and support us. Leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever. Um, if you do leave us a review and let us know about it, um, we will read it on air. Um, finally, the music you hear in this podcast is High Roller Mojo by Blue Solly and the silliest of sentence sounds. All trademarks are owned by their respective owners. So until next time, guys. Bum, ba, bum, ba, bum. Yeah. Peace out. He's out. On your left. On your left. Stick on the ice.